Good morning, everyone. Oh, y'all can do better than that. I said, good morning, everyone. Come on, it sounds like y'all still sleep. Good morning, everyone. All right, you know what, that's just fine. Y'all go ahead and stay asleep, but we gonna wake you up. I'm gonna tell you that right now, so get ready for that. Uh, my name is Elric, and I just wanna welcome everyone here to our uh, Christmas show. Um, I, we just want you guys to sit back, relax, and enjoy, listen to some Christmas songs put on by our very own VCC musicians and singers. You give them a round of applause. They worked very hard throughout the year to, you know, perfect all of the songs, and I hope you guys have a good time. So let's sit back and relax. Rock out if you want to. You can get up, dance for all I care. You can run around in a circle. Just enjoy yourself, all right? Hey, go ahead. Hey, man, do your thing, G. Right, hey, man, go ahead. If you, feel, if you feel it in your spirit, man, feel it in your spirit, go ahead and take off, dog. You know what I'm saying? But to start things off, we, <laughs> to start things off, we want to do a little song about a boy that you may be familiar with.
That was pretty good. Did that wake you up? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. We got plenty more to come, so I need you to be awake and aware and enjoy it. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> so I got a question. Have y'all noticed that every year they try to take my drum? Have y'all noticed that? You know, I ain't gonna say nothing this year. I'm just, I, I, I ain't gonna say nothing because I, I like Jamie Lynn. She's nice to me and she's very kind and sweet. So I'm gonna go ahead and let it go this time. I ain't gonna say nothing. I ain't gonna say nothing. But um. <laughs> But for this next song, we want you guys to kind of sit back and just think about the importance of the job the angels had when they had to deliver a message. That's what an angel is. It is a messenger. So when an angel comes down and delivers a message, you better you know, open your ears up because it might be some good news. So sit back and relax. Enjoy this next song. And uh, we're going to rock out. Singing o'er the plains and the mountains in. Re- 
so just like how I said before, it is always important to listen to a message that an angel gives you or that God gives you. Because the word Noel means news, and anything with Jesus and news is good news, right? Yes. Okay, so if somebody is coming up to you and they're telling you the good news, you want to listen, right? Yes, sir. So that's why it is important to always, always stay close to God, stay close to what you believe in, and always keep your ears open because you never know when some good news is going to come your way. So this next song is going to tell a story about the greatest news that this world has ever gotten. So please listen and truly absorb what is being saying, because you might learn something.
That was beautiful, wasn't it? That was very beautiful. I'm glad it did. Thank you. Matter of fact, you know what? I wasn't going to do it this year, but I'm going to do it anyway. Give it up for Jamie Lynn one more time. <laughs> hey, look. Hey, hold on. Don't get mad at me because you singing your heart out. You over here touching people. That ain't my fault. You did that. Not me. You did, did, did I ask? <laughs> so, so, um, when you think of Christmas, what's the first thing that come to mind? Eggnog. Hey, man, I could use some eggnog, too. I ain't gonna lie. Um, what, you know, gifts, you know, presents, uh, cookies. You, you know, you get two weeks off work, off school. Because paid holidays, you know, that, that come in handy. You know, then you got New Year's, and unfortunately got to go back to work after that, but it, it, it's okay. It's okay. But right now, we're just focusing on Christmas and, you know, having the days off and not worrying about nothing else. But um, that's, that, that's the mood we want to bring you guys in right now, because we got a couple songs that's going to get you in that Christmas spirit and going to give you some good memories of those days waking up, 8 o'clock in the morning, being the first one at the tree, see if the biggest present is yours, you know. And then, then when you open the present, you notice that the, the, that the gift is soft and you got some socks or something, but it's okay. It's all right. But <laughs> these next couple songs is definitely going to get you in the Christmas spirit, so please enjoy.
these feet so quick to flee God is here and love is reaching for the lost and least of these
Did that last song get your blood pumping? A little bit. Well, I, we, got, we got plenty more to come after that. Uh, y'all ever heard of the Nutcracker? Y'all heard of the Nutcracker? Well, this is called the Nut Rocker. So we're going to do a little twist. We're going to do our version of the Nutcracker. We're going to rock out. So what that means, y'all can get up on your feet and y'all can uh, get them some energy because they about to turn it up right now, all right? So give them a big round of applause. Let's get it going. Thank you. 
That was hot, wasn't it? That was hot, wasn't it? Give him another round of applause for that one. All right, so for this next song, y'all get to participate this time. Y'all actually get to bring in this next song. So I'm about to teach y'all what to do so they can start playing the next song. So you're gonna, you're gonna repeat after me, okay? So I'm gonna say, Caroline's, understand, turn it up, Christmas jam. You got it? We're gonna, we're gonna do it one more time. Repeat after me. Caroline's, understand, turn it up, Christmas jam. All right, so we all got it, right? So we're going to say it together on the count of three, okay? One, two, three. Caroline's, understand, turn it up, Christmas jam.
You know, when I think of Christmas outside of Jesus, right, because it's all about Jesus, but outside of Jesus, when I think of Christmas, I think of family. I think of, like Elric said, a few days off of work. I think of traveling. I think of watching people enjoy life. But most of all, I think of family. Family in our home is, is precious. It's sacred. It's God-given. But with all of that, if you are sold out for Christmas and you've got bells on your shoes and lights lit, your house is lit up and you've got your shopping done and you cannot wait, you wear your Christmas hat at Thanksgiving. That's how, that's how into Christmas you are, right? Or you just want to survive it. You just want to get through it. And, and both of those are legitimate, right? I mean, not everybody, sometimes Christmas, sometimes the holidays stir up emotions that we wish we didn't have to deal with. And they're both legitimate, but they both also cause tension, right? There's tension putting up the lights. This string doesn't work. Those lights don't work. I got to go back to Lowe's. That's the story of my life. <laughs> but if we are intentional in looking past the stress, looking past the things that cause tension, we are sure to see the good in life. But you have to be intentional. And that's even harder. But with all of that being said, something that I always keep in mind is that I have a savior who wants nothing but the best for me. Jesus wants nothing but the best for all of us. He wants to see each one of us succeed in life. And, and for me, that's what keeps me going. My favorite Christmas story of all times is in Luke chapter two. And I, I, I touched on it last week in our, in our service. And if you were here, you'll, you'll get to hear some of it again right now. But it is the part of the story that I meditate on every year. Because the, the shepherds are tending to their flock. It's in the middle of the night. And then it says, an angel of the Lord appeared. He says, and, and the shepherds were terrified. But the angel says, it's okay. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior of the world, the Messiah has been born. He's over in Bethlehem. And then all these angels come down from heaven and they sing, praising God. Bible refers to them as the armies of the Lord. So the shepherds, they go and they run to Bethlehem to go see the Savior that's been born. They're so filled with joy when they get there. They come back and here's what the Bible says. This was their reaction. After seeing him, after seeing Jesus, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. In the last line of that story, it says, it was just as the angel said it was. Now, let me just tell you what happened here. The angels had an encounter with Jesus. And it changed, I mean, the shepherds had an encounter with Jesus. 
And it changed everything. It changed their lives. And what did they do? They told everyone. And everyone who heard their story was astonished. See, the thing is, when we have an encounter with Jesus, a real encounter with Jesus, it changes everything. The way we think, the things we do, what's now important to us, how we care about people, how we don't care about how they act anymore because we're going to see past that. Jesus changes everything. And we tell people about it. And something else that comes with that change is this. No matter how chaotic life gets, Jesus has everything under control. You're, you're, you you may, may have the, the worst life experience you've, you've never thought you'd encountered. You may be confused. You may be hurt. You may be desperate. You may be lost. You may feel betrayed. You may be all alone. But Jesus has it under control control. If you're a child of his, if your faith is in him, if your trust is in him, nothing surprises him. It surprises us. And, 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 and the issue with this is when we're confused and we don't know what's happening and we're, we're asking why and, 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 and we just feel like it's, we're, it's all us. See, the thing is, we live in a world where we have an enemy who kind of rules over this world. This, this is the world right now. The Bible refers to it as the devil's kingdom. It's in John chapter 8. Jesus says, you know, Jesus is going to return again. And that is when he will set up his kingdom here on earth. But until then, we will deal with things that we don't understand, that are hurtful, that, that caused sadness, that caused despair. But if our faith is in Jesus, he will eventually see us through all of that. He will always be there for us. Lost my place. If I don't... Keep the notes here. I'm gonna, we'll be here all day. See, 2,000 years ago, when Jesus stepped out of heaven and came into the world as a baby, lying in a manger, in a lowly way, he changed everything. He revealed to mankind what the kingdom of God was all about. He revealed to mankind the love that God has for them. And he is a constant reminder to me that he is the shepherd who takes care of those who trust in him. I'm going to read a passage from, the Matthew, uh, from Matthew chapter 9. It says this about Jesus. Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area where he was at, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. 
and he healed every kind of disease and illness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. See, when Jesus traveled everywhere, he healed every disease, every illness. He brought hope. Not only did he, did he heal every sickness and every disease, he was often seen hanging out with the everyday average person. He was seen hanging out with the oppressed and the downtrodden and the hurting and the addicted, the homeless, and the religious leaders of the time. They had it all wrong. And they thought Jesus was a sinner just like them because he hung out with them. But see, this little passage here tells me that Jesus sees people the way they really are on the inside. And the thing is, what Jesus does is, he restores the dignity and the hope that people have lost. We have a hurting world out there. And maybe some of you here, your dignity is gone. Your hope has been stolen. Your joy is no longer. And you know what? All of that can be restored and without Jesus, it's conditional and it's temporary. With Jesus, it's unconditional and it's forever. See, when Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Why did he see people as confused and helpless? Why did he see them as weary and scattered and tired and lost? Because the other thing about Jesus is he did not come to bring judgment and condemnation. He came to bring help. And I often wonder, when I, I meditate on this passage right here a lot, because what did he see in people that caused him to see them as confused and helpless? Like, I'm, I'm a pastor. I, I always think what somebody's story is when, I, when I'm out at the store, right? But I, I don't generally see people as confused or helpless or lost. But I'm always wondering, like, what is their story? Like, what did Jesus, what did Jesus see when he looked in people's eyes? Did he see the, the weariness on their faces? Did he see the confusion of trying to do life by themselves? Did he see the heart that was in despair? I think Jesus had a way of, of seeing kind of like inside a person. He had a way of seeing the, the supernatural that people carry around them because he noticed that they were like sheep without a shepherd. Now, the thing is, the Bible describes Jesus as a shepherd and people as sheep. And if you know anything about sheep, they're not the brightest animal on the farm. And I'm the first one to admit that I'm not the brightest one in the room either. But I try. But Jesus is a shepherd who tends kindly to his flock. And his flock is anyone who puts their trust in him. 
See, a shepherd's flock is his livelihood. A shepherd would not harm his flock. He would tend kindly to them. He would take care of them. He would make sure they were well-fed. He would make sure they were guarded. Because again, sheep aren't the smartest. Often, they have a tendency to wander off on their own. They have a tendency to put themselves in harm's way by going off a cliff, being attacked by a predator, being stolen by a thief, getting caught up in a briars and the the bushes and not being able to get out. And a good shepherd will understand where his flock is. And this is how Jesus sees people. Sometimes we're caught up in in the briars. Sometimes we're a little too close to an enemy. Sometimes we're too close to the edge of a cliff. And Jesus is there to look out for us. And the thing is, church, he wants nothing more than to have a relationship with each one of us. Some of us in this room have a relationship with him. Some of us are kind of like, and maybe some of us don't at all. The thing with Jesus is when we keep our eyes and our thoughts on him, he takes care of every single one of our needs. He protects us, he guides us, and he leads us through life. I want to read another passage here from Matthew chapter 18. This is Jesus speaking, and and he says this. Chapter 18, verse 12. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them walks away, wanders away, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others on the hills and go to search for the one that is lost? And if he finds it, I tell you the truth, he will rejoice over it more than over the other, the 99 that didn't wander away. In the same way, It is not my heavenly Father's will that even one of these little ones should perish. You see, God's will is that none of us perish. None of us go from beginning to end without getting to know him. He is constantly chasing after us. I was that one that wandered. And he chased after me and brought me back. Some of you were that one that wondered. Some of you are still wondering, maybe. W-O-N-D. See, Jesus is constantly looking out for us. And, And when we wonder, as some of us are prone to do, right? Jesus leaves the flock, the 99, to come after that one, to bring him back into the fold. And maybe right now, that one is you. Maybe Jesus wants you to know, I'm with you. See, often what happens is, when we start to wander, we think Jesus wants nothing to do with us because we're doing things we ought not be doing. We're falling back into bad habits. We found ourselves in an area we said we'd never be again. And yet, here we are. But the reality of it is, is this. Jesus is trying to get our attention when that happens. Jesus doesn't bring judgment and condemnation. 
Jesus sees all and knows all, so there isn't anything on this earth that he's never seen before or dealt with before. Now, to me, that's a little kind of like, ugh, right? There's a lot of things I don't want to know, and there's a lot of things I do know that I wish I didn't know. But Jesus has seen it all. And all he wants to do is get us out of that situation and back into his arms. And he is right there with us when we find ourselves in a place we wish we weren't. He's trying to get us to recognize the love and the compassion that is in his voice calling us back to the fold. And only Jesus can bring the sanity that some of us are looking for. Only Jesus can bring the freedom and only Jesus can offer eternal life in heaven. And in Revelation chapter two, uh, chapter three, these are the words of Jesus. Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. <laughs> Jesus just wants to be our friend. That door that he's knocking on is our heart. And he is just a door knock away. The Son of God is often right on the other side of your door. All you have to do is open it up and let him in. And he says, we will sit down as friends. Another one of my favorite all-time quotes from Jesus is this. It's found in Matthew 11. Jesus says this, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest for your souls. That is a spiritual rest that people need. Imagine putting your trust in somebody who can take all that baggage, all that weight of life, all that stuff you've been carrying around, so that you can think clearly and you no longer have that weight to carry around. You know what happens is we often don't realize how much life we're carrying with us until Jesus takes it from us. And so I wonder, we're going to kind of slip into some ministry time here, but I wonder if there are people here who could use some of that rest, that supernatural, spiritual rest for your souls. And if any of this hits you, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand, and then we're just going to pray. Because only Jesus can breathe life into our spirits and get us through the tough times. Only Jesus. And then I wonder if there are people here who have walked away from their shepherd. And now you feel like it's just you against the world. You feel like You've left the fold, and there's no way to get back in. Or another group would be those who have never had a shepherd, those who have never put their trust in Jesus. And you don't have him going through life with you. 
and sitting down and sharing a meal and becoming friends with the Savior of the world sounds like a good idea. So what I want to do is, for those groups of people, if any of you are in this room, I just want to take a moment to pray. And then I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. And then I also have some words of knowledge. They're, they're, I, I took some notes here because there's some other areas that I believe God's Holy Spirit wants to do some ministering to. So God, I want to just ask, Lord Jesus, that, that you would move through this room right now. And I want to ask that you would, you would speak to some specific groups of people. Those who maybe feel like they've wandered away from the fold. Those who feel like they're just tired of doing life by themselves. And those who have never had a savior and would like to invite Jesus into their lives. And so what I wanna do right now is if that pertains to you, with everybody here, I just want to ask you to raise your hand. That's all you got to do. Just show me where you're at. And we're just going to pray a simple prayer together. That's it. Amen. Anybody else? Any of those words speak to anybody else here? Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Just hold your hand up if you feel like, you know, sometimes what you're feeling is God's Holy Spirit speaking to you good for you yeah good for you anybody else yeah. all right amen well, let's pray you can put your hands down and for those of you who put your put your hands up I'm just gonna pray this prayer and then we're gonna do some some ministry time too because I feel like there are some words that God wanted us God wanted you to know so God for those that raised their hands you know why and I want to thank you for giving them the courage to raise their hands God you know I, I just here's what I kind of feel like normally we say this prayer together I, those of you that raise your hands I just want to give you the opportunity right now to just talk to Jesus about why you raised your hand. Because I believe, I, I, I actually, I literally see him sitting right beside you. He's got his arm around you. He's like, we are friends. And friends don't abandon friends. I've never abandoned you. I don't know who needs to hear that, but I have never abandoned you. So Jesus, I thank you for that. And we give you the praise for that.